You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And now this, this might be a little dangerous today, but, but I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine with me, go on a trip with me as though you are Peter, right? You've, you've recently returned from going around to different cities to proclaim the kingdom of God and to, to heal people, like, like you were actually given the power to touch someone and immediately heal them of their diseases and even expel demons from their bodies, And then on your return back to Jesus, thousands of people gather around your group and and you see Jesus heal them and also tell them about the kingdom of God. And then you watch as, as Jesus gives you less than half a loaf of bread and a small portion of fish. He's divided up five loaves of bread between the 12 of you, two fish between the 12 of you, and he tells you to take that out to feed the the gathering of people, the the 5,000 men and their wives and children that are there. And so you take that that puny amount of food to groups of people who are sitting in these groups of 50 and 100, not sure what's about to happen. And so you get to that first group of people and you hand them this little piece of bread and this even smaller piece of fish and and you prepare to walk or maybe even run away, knowing that there's not going to be enough to feed that whole crowd. But you watch and you see that that food, it, it makes it past the first two people and then the next two people and the next two people all the way until it makes it through that whole group of 50 people. And when, they, when you take back from them what's left over, there's actually more food than you gave them to begin with. And, and you look at that food and you look back up at Jesus and you wonder, how is this possible? But it starts to, to click. This really is that promised Messiah. This really is the one that you've been waiting for. And you're so confident that you know this now that when Jesus asks your group who he is, you immediately, you confidently reply that you are the Christ, the Son of God. You feel bold. You feel empowered. You are ready for Jesus to do what you've been waiting for him to do. You're ready for Jesus to go and overthrow this awful Roman government and to set up the kingdom of God here on this earth. Right, just a few weeks ago, you were going throughout the nations, you were, you were telling the people in the surrounding cities that this was going to happen, and you can just feel it. Right? Jesus is about to change the world. It's time to shout that from the mountaintops. But then Jesus says something that catches you completely off guard. He says that the religious leaders are going to reject him. Okay, Fine, you, you knew that that was probably going to happen. Not, not everybody is going to get it. Some people will miss who Jesus is. I guess that makes sense, but, but that's not where Jesus stops speaking. He then goes on to say that he's going to be killed by those religious leaders. Wait, what? Killed? No, you are so caught off guard that you don't even let him finish his sentence. You don't hear what he says at the end of that sentence. No way, you must have misheard. Jesus killed? Absolutely not. 
You're so thrown off that you feel like you need to push back a little bit to make sure that that Jesus isn't really saying what you thought you heard him saying. Surely he was mistaken. Jesus, you must have misspoken, right? You really don't mean that you're going to die. But as you say that, then Jesus looks at you. But it's almost as though he looks through you. And when he speaks, again, he speaks to you, but it's, it's almost as if he's speaking through you. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Whew, that stings. You, you basically don't hear anything else that he says. You wonder if it's over for you. You've been following Jesus for a while, but, but what does he think of you now? Well, finally, after a week of wondering, you get your answer. He obviously must not hate you because he invites you along with James and John to go up with him on the mountain to pray. And so you go, not knowing what to expect, but maybe it'll be like those other times that you've been with Jesus and prayed. But while you're up there, you get this overwhelming feeling of sleepiness. You can't keep your eyes open. But then all all of a sudden you're wide awake and and as you look around you see Jesus glowing, like actually glowing with his clothes so white that it seems impossible. You've never seen such a bright white. But also there there are two men with him. How, How long were you asleep? Those men weren't there when you closed your eyes. But even though you've never seen these two men in your life, you seem to know who they are. This is Moses. And this is Elijah, and they're standing here with Jesus. And without thinking, you, you offer to build three tents, one for Jesus, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. You're not sure why you offered. Maybe it was because you were in such awe, surrounded by such glory, that you never wanted to leave that place. Or maybe it was because they were talking about Jesus' departure, and you wanted to learn more. Or maybe you were concerned that Jesus would leave. And if you could only build him a place to stay here with you, that he would never leave. But before you even have a chance to figure out what you were thinking, all of a sudden things start to change. That that bright, clear, crisp picture of Jesus, Moses, and Elijah starts to, to get blurry. The place that you wanted to stay forever starts to get cold and wet. And you start to get afraid. And then you hear a voice coming out of the midst of the cloud. It's not the voice of Moses or Elijah. It's not the voice of James or John. It's not even the voice of Jesus, although it sounds very close to that. It's the voice of God. And He speaks to you. Not not through you like Jesus did eight days ago, but He speaks to you, directly to you. And He says, this is my Son, my chosen one, Listen to him. And then immediately everything goes back to normal. Moses and Elijah are no longer there. Jesus doesn't have this special glow about him. And you start to wonder, did I imagine all of that? Or did it really happen or was I dreaming? And you're so confused, you, you really don't want to tell anyone. That, because they might think that you're crazy, but these words keep playing over and over in your head. This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Right? Listen to him. Autu alkuata. Listen to him. What did that mean? 
listen to him. Okay, you can open your eyes now, and, and if the person aside, beside you fell asleep, give them a little nudge. Right? But God comes down to us to speak the same words today. This Jesus is my beloved son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Hear his word. Initially, as, as God speaks, speaks to Peter and, and James and John who are there, but, but as God speaks to Peter, maybe, maybe God is reminding Peter of Jesus' claim that, that Jesus must die and rise again after three days, that, that one that he pushed back on eight days ago. Maybe God's saying to Peter, listen to him. It's not about this earthly kingdom to be set up. It's about a, a, a godly kingdom. Listen to him. And for us today, we hear God speak to us in his word. God says, listen to him. Read his word constantly. Right? Get, your, get your daily dose of what matters most as you dive into his word in the morning and in the evening. Listen to him. Listen to what he's telling you. We, 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 were, we heard his word last week where we were reminded that we were once his enemy but that he died for you to forgive you of your sins, to, to reconcile you, to bring you back into a right relationship with God. Listen to him. Right? Don't just hear him. Listen to him. Because listening assumes both hearing and responding. Maybe sometimes it's responding with words, but often in, in this sense, it's responding with your actions. Right? How often does a, a parent ask a child to do some chore? Maybe it's to, to take out the trash, and then when the child doesn't do that chore, the parent responds, uh, are you listening to me? Not, did you hear me, because I know you heard me, but are you listening to me? Because if you were listening to me, you would have responded with the appropriate action. You would have followed my orders. This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Right? Listen to to him. Don't, don't do what Adam and Eve did in the garden where, where they heard God's word, but they chose not to listen to his words. Listen to him. Listen to him, and instead of taking and eating the fruit of the world that looks so pleasing to the eye, listen to him as he says, take and eat. This is my body. Take and drink. This is my blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Listen to how He calls you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Listen to how He calls you to turn from your sin and, and to walk in that light. And listen to Him as He calls you to go and shine His light into the dark corners of the world. Listen to Him. And again, that starts with, with hearing. It starts with reading His Word, learning His teachings, studying His commandments, which, again, by the way, is all in the daily dose but it starts with hearing His Word, His teachings, His commandments, and that leads to then following His Word and His teachings and His commandments. Hear His Word, follow His Word. This is my Son, my chosen one. Listen to Him. So this week as you hear God's Word, as you, as you hear His Word, as you learn His teachings and His commandments, Follow His Word. Listen to Him. Amen? Amen. Amen.